0: Hello, this is an edited version of a live show that we did at the London Podcast Festival this month. Enjoy!
1: The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Spunk Blaster Pro, the new high-powered semen gun from Mitchells. If it's not Mitchells, get back in the truck. Spunk Blaster Pro can efficiently propel the seminal fluid of almost any mammal, from the fine, velvety issue of a racehorse to the thick, gluey jizz of a bottlenose dolphin. With its range of over 800 metres, aside from the artificially inseminating mammals, it's also perfect for repelling intruders. <laughs> for 10% off your first Spunk Blaster Pro gun, use the code GET GETOFFMYPROPERTY.
2: Please note the Spunk Blaster Pro replaces all previous Mitchell's insemination guns, including the Jizz Musket 5000, <laughs> the Bull Milk Six Shooter, Jessam's Piping Bag, the Life Rifle, the Gamete Gun, Dongfeng 42, and Old Uncle Bill's Blowpipe.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. This edition of the podcast is a very special one, as it's being recorded in front of a live audience... at the annual European Barn Doors and Gates Expo. The world's largest sales expo for barn doors and gates. The expo is this year being organised by the European Union and that guy who did Fire Festival. And it's sponsored by Mitchell's Europe. If it's not Mitchell's Europe, get back in the gondola. (laughs) The expo traces its roots back to a young door salesman, Peter Warren, who would go door-to-door trying to sell his wares. Sadly, going door-to-door is a peculiarly bad way of selling doors, as everyone you meet has already got a door. (laughs) And so the expo was born. Our first guest is a friend of the show, a leading bovine arse He's been employed by the European Barn Door and Gate Expo as an official celebrity brand ambassador. Please welcome bovine arse Bob (laughs) Truscothic!
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for coming. Hi, Bob. Um, Hi. How are things going? How is being a celebrity brand ambassador? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's incredibly exciting. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely. It's a privilege, isn't it, really? Yeah. Is, is, what
2: does being a celebrity brand ambassador mean in this context, really? Um, to be honest, if it's, something, if it's a product you love, um, then it, it, it involves nothing at all. You just live as you've always lived. It's, I mean, it's not my first uh, rodeo. Um, you know, I've, I've promoted products in the past, as possibly you're aware. Hoof sandals. Um, that was quite uh, short-lived uh, there was a there was a company uh, Mitchell's briefly made a sort of a, a, ha, a sort of low friction hand oil uh, for vets in my specialty um, tab clear as well um, there was um, a bit of
0: controversy about the hand oil though because you famously like to go in dry don't you That's...
2: yes but that takes years to be able to work out how to do and uh, to be able to sort of uh, ad- adapt the sort of lymphatic drainage of your arm so that you're constantly emitting a sort of slight sebum from your hand. <laughs> um, so when I say go in dry, it's not technically perfectly dry. I um, see. So it's more for beginners. Um, and as a bovine
0: vet, um, you're a good fit, I think, uh, for this expo, as, of course, the, the anus is sort of the barn door of the cow, isn't it?
2: Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. In fact, I mean, the very, the, 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 one of the first books you get on day one of veterinary school is, uh, is it's called Die Schuenteur der um by uh, Julia Fleischenfrau, um, which is the uh, definitive text. Um, because it is, it is like a, a barn door, really. Because obviously, it's, people think of it principally as, as an exit point for the arse. Um, but uh, it's an entry point as well for many uh, commensal organisms, vets. Um, <laughs> Uh, hobbyists, um, <laughs> curious ramblers, um, yeah. So it goes. It goes very much both ways. Yeah. And uh, as you as
0: you've been saying in Vietnam helicopter, it's amazing what you can find if you do uh, if you do let into your curiosity and put your hand up a cow's ass.
2: Oh, it's an absolute treasure trove. I mean, obviously you can literally find objects there. Um, pocket put, watch. Pocket watch. Yeah. Just, I mean, in the late '90s, there were a lot of ramblers who were doing kind of uh, inspired by Annika Rice, doing a lot of sort of treasure hunt type things and leaving clues and things in there. Uh, in bovine rectums, um, and there are still some remnants of that sort of thing. It's more about what you find in yourself um, uh, when you're up to your shoulder in a cow.
0: Now, I believe uh, as part of the Stabby Ambassadorship, you've actually been given the honour of being able to design your own signature mm. Bob Triscothic edition barn door. Right, yes, yes. Uh, is that for sale?
2: Some teething problems with the sort of sales end of things. Um, at, the, at the moment, it's, it's really sort of commemorative. Um, we have only built one, um, which has, a, a, has, you know, been a success visually, um, if you sort of stand well, well back from the actual barn itself.
0: Yeah, well, there have been problems uh, reported in the newspaper. There's reports saying that it's so secure that it creates a perfect vacuum inside the barn. Yes.
2: So we—I mean, it we was modelled on. It was modelled on. It brought together my passion and my specialty with barn doors. So obviously, it was. It was modelled on a, on, on a, not just a cow's anus, but a heifer's anus. Really, a, 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 a nulliparous cow, uh, unbirthed um, before. You know, I mean, some of you may not be vets, but obviously, when a, a cow gives birth, um, same as with a, a, a female, uh, a woman. Um, <laughs> Then, uh, then the the anus is typically uh, it's it's like a casserole at the end of that. (laughs) Um, So we wanted the sort of visual aesthetics to be beautiful, um, but then there's functionality you want to. So hang on, the
0: the design you've gone for does it look like a a post-birth?
2: No, no, it looks like a heifer, like the perfect pre-casserole. Pre-casserole. So it's a really lovely, glossy sheen to it, Yeah. Um, functionally... It, when you it, say casserole, do you mean the foodstuff or the sort of Le Creuset pan that you'd make it in? I mean more, if you think sort of Lancashire hot pot, um, if it's been kicked over by an alpaca. LAUGHTER um, yeah, and obviously, it draw, the, the, the inner sphincter draws out the foul odors, you know. And the idea was the outer sphincter would draw, you know, bring in. You're talking air, about the barn door now. The barn door, but, yeah. but then we actually, unfortunately, the inner it was, it was so strong that we, we created a sort of pressure lock in the inner in, sphincter space. And that, um, in, in turn, then sort of sucked literally every bit of air out of there. But it's a very good way of storing wheat. Um, <laughs> but if you've got livestock in there, then, um, I mean, everything in that barn will, will be dead within moments. <laughs> Um,
0: it's true that you're not being paid in money for the ambassadorship. You are being paid in doors. Mm. Um, they've done out your whole house, I hear.
2: Oh, it's an absolute treat. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely lovely. We actually... We, we did make a couple of mistakes because initially we just went for just saloon doors throughout. Um, internally as well? Yeah, internally and externally. Um, the external doors, they were problematic, particularly a, a, the conservatory glass saloon door. They sort of shattered several of those. Uh, during the course of a single barbecue, uh, some very badly injured guests. The, uh, the cellar door, which is just in the floor of our uh, yeah. kitchen as well, it doesn't, saloon, they don't really work in the door. vertical... Yeah, yeah needs, very much needs to be, yeah. Um, but we've replaced a couple of those saloon doors um, now, uh, a couple of cattle grids. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely... It's joyous. Pop over sometime. Have a look. I will. Um, how's the guy from Fire Festival doing? He is okay, I think.
0: I thought he was in prison. That's the thing that was surprising to me.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, this expo is all about second chances, isn't it? Um, It's about barn doors and gates, principally. Yeah, but it's... (laughs) But, yeah, in the the interest of giving him a second chance, uh, so, yeah, they they allowed him to sort of curate um, this year.
0: So the US let him out of prison?
2: They let him out of prison. He was supposed to come here. Um, He has been hands-off so far.
0: Because the photos on Instagram look like he's in the Caribbean with a load of models.
2: Yes, that's right. That seems to be where... But he's, you know... He's in what
0: sense can he be said to be running this expo? Is
2: he's a delegator um, with a, an easily forgeable signature. Um, <laughs> so uh, everyone seems to be happy at the moment.
0: OK, well, obviously, all the audience here have been in and around the expo. If you were here yesterday, you would have seen 3pm on the big stage. You were doing some veterinary work, a big demo for everyone to watch. Anyone see that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I watched you spay an eagle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing stuff.
2: Uh, well, I just want to make sure that people know it's not all about cat-cow's asses. For me, that I'm a generalist, trained as a... Because
0: you are a bovine arse, that's your... That's
2: my specialty, but I just, you know, it's about perceptions and I uh, want to broaden it out. And, and in terms of the eagle, yeah, I mean, I, I mean if anything's got, you know, if, if, a, if, a, if a creature's got ovaries or, or, or bollocks, um, I can pretty much work out roughly where they are. And... Um, <laughs> And I can uh, I can chop them off uh, pretty much painlessly. Pretty um, sure
0: um, eagles don't have either of those. So,
2: well, but you know, there's other, I, I, I'm a, a generous. So yes, I can I can hook a gecko up to a dialysis machine. Sure. <laughs> uh, treat a squid for hay fever. Sure. Because um, people people think of you as a as a bovine aspect, yeah. Are you worried about being pigeonholed? Well, that? that's what I'm trying. I'm, yesterday we put some tits on a hippo. You know, it's not all functional. Some of it's kind of cosmetic as well. Yeah? Yeah. How does it look? It looks a bit odd, I would say. <laughs> but um, hippos are not particularly vain creatures, so I don't think the hippo minds. The other hippos have uh, taken very badly against it. Where did you put the tits? Forehead.
0: <laughs> Thank you, uh, Bob Just Gothic. <laughs> more after this. Hiring can be a slow process. Café Altura's COO Dylan Miskovich needed to hire a director of coffee. So he went to ZipRecruiter, posted his job and found the best person for the role in just a few days. How? ZipRecruiter's technology finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. It's no wonder four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address ziprecruiter.com beef. That's ziprecruiter.com B-E-E-F. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And that address once more, ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. Slash beef. Slash beef.
2: In a world where meat was banned, only one man could stand up to the state.
1: Oh my God! Slash beef! Help me! This man is trying to steal our family meat!
2: It's no good shouting. Let's just say slash beef is a bit... Tied up. Did somebody order beef? Slash beef. Slash beef. Slash beef. Slash beef. Slash beef. Slash beef. That's right, I'm slash beef. I left you tied to a table with a laser beam, slowly and ominously creeping between your legs towards your genitals. Oh no! Yes, you did.
0: But little did you know that in order to be prepared for this very eventuality, I always wear. This mirrored card piece.
2: Mirrored card piece. Mirrored card
0: piece. That's right. A mirrored card piece. A card piece made out of mirrors.
1: Where did you get that from, Slasbane? Asda. You wouldn't expect
0: that. It's George and Asda. Oh. Anyway, when the laser finally reached me, it burned through my pants, hit the mirrored card piece, then bounced back at the laser machine and destroyed it. Tosses.
3: Uh, excuse me. I'm from social Services. My name is Quentin Maplethorpe, but that is unimportant. Quentin Maplethorpe. That's right, Quentin Maplethorpe. Quentin. While Mapplethorpe. Uh, yeah. well, you two have been gallivanting with this ludicrous villain character, you've left your baby Glenjamin all alone at home. Wait, we can explain. I think I've seen everything I need to. Your neglectful parents.
1: Please, sir. Glenjamin means the world
3: to us. Uh, okay, I'll give you one more chance. Oh, Mr.
1: Maplethorpe.
3: Never. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, Mr. Maplethorpe. Right, as I said, one last chart. Hang on. Are you wearing a mirrored codpiece? Ah. Uh, yes. I'm taking Glenjamin away. No.
2: Bye, bye,
1: Glenjamin.
0: slash beef Next, we welcome a singer-songwriter who has been commissioned by the European Barn Doors and Gates Expo to create a piece of music to mark this occasion. Samuel Renouf has worked with some of the best in the business and written songs to celebrate the British Hog Show and the Grain Silo Operators of America Centenary Ball. But I truly think that this is some of his best work. Performing his new song, Where Would We Be Without Doors, please welcome Samuel Renouf.
4: Where would we be without doors? Just four walls, a roof and a floor No way in or out Without them about there is no in or outdoors When one door closes another one opens Because I got my barn doors fitted cheaply When one door closes, another one opens I wish I'd bought from a reputable seller Where would we be without doors? Just four walls, a roof and a floor No way in or out, without them about There is no in or outdoors When God closes a door, he opens a window Because he's gone for a shit When God closes a door, he opens a window I'd give it five minutes if I was you Where would we be without doors? Just four walls, a roof and a floor No way in or out, without them about There is no in or outdoors
0: In or outdoors Now it's time to meet someone who's appeared on the show a number of times before. For most of his life, he ran his slaughterhouse until it was shut down by the Food Standards Agency. Since then, he's established his own religion, the Church of Eli. Please welcome... Eli Roberts! Hi, Eli. All right. Um, how are you doing? Why? Why? Uh, lots to catch up with you uh, on. The last time we heard from you, the Korean government had shut down your 30,000 seater Church of Eli mega church. 40,000. 40,000 seater church. Of Minimum.
3: America.
0: And your whereabouts were unknown?
3: Right. Rightly enough.
0: Maybe you could sort of uh, tell us what's happened
3: between, between then and now. I could, yeah. Shall I? Yep. Yeah. Well. After the uh, church was uh, dissolved, I went back to live in the demilitarized zone.
0: And you had previously lived there before and you'd, yeah. t- you'd found great happiness there, I
3: believe. I had, yeah. It made me heart sink, if I'm honest. I felt at home there, yeah.
0: What was it about the DMZ
3: that made you feel? Oh, just nice, isn't it? <laughs> you know? I mean, I like fresh food. I, there was plenty of food there. Chuck a mine in there, eat, eat a bird. <laughs> you know, nice. So you, you returned to the DMZ. Right.
0: Was it everything you wanted? No, it to? crushed
3: me, if I'm honest. What, so I was you, a broken man. You weren't happy? I wasn't happy. It's was like, I think in, in your mind, you, you, you paint a picture in your mind of what it's going to be like, and you have these, these thoughts, and you, you, you realise you, you can never rediscover that. I would say, you know when you're born? Yeah. right. Now, I think we'd all agree that in the womb, we were happy. Do you think? Everything there for us. We could go to the toilet, wherever we like. We could eat whenever we like, right? We could sleep whenever we like. You could left- eat whatever
0: you like in the womb?
3: Within reason, yes. <laughs> and then you're born, and that's nice. That's nice? Yeah. How is it nice? Well, it's nice. You'll have a you know, change of scenery. You've been stuck in that fucking womb for <laughs> nine months. And you come out and it's nice. You know, and you grow up and you do whatever, but you—you know, you would never want to go back to the womb because I mean, just saying. I mean, it's you know, it's, when he went back to Zimbabwe zone, it was it was heartbreaking, if I'm honest. It wasn't the same. No, it was not the same. It was horrible. Why was it horrible? It sounds like it was the same as it was before. Because I'd done it all, and I'd seen those things, and I'd experienced it. And life is a journey, all right? It's not—it's not a full stop. It's a, at best a semicolon. Right, you pause now and again and you move on. I'd done it, I'd blown up birds, I'd eaten squirrels. Right, I'd been laughed at by North and South Korean guards. I'd lived that life. No point going back, you can't, you can't recapture it. You're now back in the UK, so you've obviously... Obviously. ...left the GMC, yeah. Yes. You just flew back? No, I walked back. I walked back. You walked from Korea to the UK? That's right. Yeah. I did, actually, yeah. Why? I haven't got a passport. Also, we did you know, on, the, on the fly in front. I mean, I haven't got a passport, so, uh, you know, I lost my passport. Yeah, well, I, it was withdrawn, should we say. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a monarchist, number one. I don't, you know, disagree with the monarchy. Number what does t- the passport have to do with the monarchy? Well, it's like a queen's passport. And I, did, I didn't agree with the wording for a kickoff. And then uh, <laughs> I didn't like the, the, the very concept of not, not being free. You know, I, I could wonder where I will. And uh, thirdly, I beat a bloke to death with a shoe because um, <laughs> they took my shoes off me on the way to Corfu once, and I wanted to prove the the, the ridiculousness of the situation. You know that, that you can just as easily beat a man to death with that shoe as having an explosive in the heel of that shoe. So he's proven a point, but they took my fucking passport off me for it. So you you walked from Korea to the UK. Yes,
0: that's a very Potentially hazardous route. You're going through Siberia. Uh, I'm like not
3: weak, am I? That's the thing. I mean, if you're a weaker person, I mean, it's it very much a, a journey like that. Sorts of wheat from the chaff. You know, and I'm very much wheat. Right? So I went through, uh, like, Central Asia. I went via, via, via Syria as well. Right? I, why? Well, I read about, you know, the, the, the journey on the road to Damascus. I was inspired by that story in the Bible, and uh, I wanted to see what it was like on the actual road to Damascus. And uh, it was an eye-opener. I very much had a road to Damascus moment on the road to Damascus. <laughs> and what, what was that moment? What did it make you realize? Just had to go and spread the good word, like the gospel, according to Eli. It, was, it wasn't my place to stay in one, one area of the world. I very much had a global mission, you know, and uh, I walked through Russia. I was raised in Russia, so for me, it was like, you know, I was suckled by a she-wolf in the, uh, in the Siberian mountains, uh, old, older. Russian Nikki there. Bouncing me up and down on his knee. Uh, lovely. And uh, so, yeah, to walk through there was an absolute it was a gift, really. Yeah? You know, lovely. And you must have uh, seen
0: some amazing things in your, on your, in your job.
3: Not really. Um, I, <laughs> I'm very much about getting the job done. I just looked at the floor in front of me and kept walking. Because, you can have a, you know, by the time you piss around and look at sights and that, you, you, you're falling behind. Before we came on,
0: you were out there and you were um, hmm. vomiting copiously. Right. And, and you were saying, oh, I wish I hadn't
3: gone that way. Yeah. What did you mean by that? You were talking about my Chernobyl trip? Yeah. <laughs> Great place. If you ever get a chance to go to Chernobyl, uh, wonderful people out there. And, uh, you know, I, I, as, a, as a small child, I was a big fan of comic books, big fan of uh, Incredible Hulk and uh, Spider-Man, and these people who were, you know, various... have been bitten by radioactive spiders and subject to uh, gamma radiation, right? Just Dr. David Banner. And uh, I thought, what a fantastic... What a chance a chance. I, I didn't want to bypass the chance of walking through where the reactor had been. You know, taking a couple of weeks in Chernobyl just to feel that power surging through me, that, r- that radioactive power. And uh, I'm a changed man. I really am. I mean, I, I feel invigorated after that. And if you ever get a chance to sleep naked in the reactor core in Chernobyl, <laughs> honest, I can recommend It's fantastic. It is. It's very. It, it Has it affected you physically, do you think? I think I'm stronger. I think I'm... I, on the downside, I'm, I, I'm, I'm less empathetic than I used to be. Um.
0: Well you're back in Britain now yeah, uh, I am. It's great you're here You're it establishing is. the church again in the
3: UK That's right I mean uh, I've been hoping to establish Well I think I will establish um, My church with, with the good book of course With the help of the good book
0: You've got a text
3: I've got a text yeah I've, I've called it the uh, It's the Eli Roberts book of the book of Eli one verse, yeah. one chapter, but it's about 400 pages long, right? But I think in there, encapsulated, is my, is my, uh, my sort of my life is in there for a the kick-off, right? But also my attitude to life, yeah. right? And if you read that, there's no reason why you couldn't succeed. And you couldn't succeed in life.
0: Okay, well, we've got an excerpt of your book. Oh, please read it. Uh, of, of the audiobook version, and we're going to um, play it now. Are you happy for us to play it? Very happy, yes. Let's okay,
3: go. wonderful. Well, um, here we go. This
0: is a bit of your holy text.
5: Before the slaughter everything was fine before the slaughter all I had on my hands was time before the slaughter everything was fine before the slaughter all I had on my hand was time
1: Dear Mr. and Mrs. Roberts, this term, Eli has been a model student and a pleasure to teach. He's the politest, loveliest seven-year-old I've ever taught, and I hope you are proud of him. Yours, Mrs. Sycamore.
5: Before the slaughter, everything was fine. Before the slaughter, all I had on my hands was time.
1: Dear Mr. and Mrs. Roberts, I'm writing to inform you that Eli has had another wonderful term. To reward him for his impeccable behaviour and hard work, we would like to tell Eli that he may take the class pet, Boggles the guinea pig, home with him for the holidays. Please let us know if this is acceptable. Yours, Mrs. Sycamore. Before the slaughter, everything
5: was fine. Before the slaughter All I had on my hands was time
1: Dear Mr. and Mrs. Roberts We are two weeks into the new term And every day Eli has claimed to have forgotten To bring in bar Please remind him to do so Thank you Mrs. Sycamore Before the
5: slaughter Everything was fine Before the slaughter all I had on my
1: hand was time... Dear Mr and Mrs Roberts, as I sit here in my classroom marking work, Eli is outside, staring at me through the window. And, well, he's just torn the head off a jackdaw and is wearing what is left of Boggles as a hand puppet. Thank God it is the end of the school year. I hope during these school holidays you can do something to stop this behaviour. Oh, Boggles, I'm so sorry. What did I do?
5: Before the slaughter, everything was fine Before the slaughter, all I had on my hands was time
1: Dear Mr and Mrs Roberts, I'm currently on holiday in Spain after a hard year Look, I think Eli is here He threw a searing hot paella at me earlier and he's currently eyeballing me from the surf wearing a jellyfish as a hat please help
5: before the slaughter everything was fine before the slaughter all i had on my hand was time
1: mr and mrs roberts he's now outside my hotel room he's chanting boggles boggles and pushing crabs under the door I don't know why I'm writing you a letter. This will take days to arrive. I just don't know what else to do. Eli, please stop!
5: Before the slaughter, everything was fine. Before the slaughter, all I had on my hand was time.
1: Please! He's got through the door. Oh, God, he's... Oh, my... He's dressed as boggles. He's a giant bogus!
5: Before the slaughter, everything was fine. Before the slaughter, all I had on my hands was time. Before the slaughter, everything was fine. Before the slaughter, all I had on my hands
0: You've got a beautiful voice, Eli. Yep. Now, uh, when I texted you earlier to give you some information about this interview, you Thank replied you. with the words, I look forward to the interview, to put the record straight, and mm. to forcibly convert the audience to my church. <laughs> now, I don't know if you got my reply, but I just want to say that's, um, that isn't appropriate.
3: To well, I think, I think you got you get my reply, which was I don't care what you think is appropriate. I think it is appropriate. So that's what I'm going to do. Right. So what... Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, what does the, the Well, conversion... I'll give you
3: a qu- uh, well, you know, I, I want to come to me of a free will. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not like... It's not like the Branch Davidian, but, I mean, you've got two options. Join me or I kill him. What kind of death can they look forward to if they decide not to convert? I think look forward to is the wrong word, but, I mean, uh... <laughs> you can certainly expect... Think about the Church of Eli. We're not so much into life after death. Very much into death after life. <laughs> and I'll decide how, where, and when. So, um... <laughs>
0: Are you going to, what, how does the conversion work? Do you have I to... I have to, to go quick
3: sermon, you know. I'm going to do a little sermon, if you don't mind.
0: Okay. Hi.
3: Dearly beloved, welcome to the first meeting of the Church of Eli. St. Pancras chapter. Like to welcome you all. Book of Matthew says that let him who has ears to hear, hear. Book of Eli says, let him who has ears and doesn't hear have his ears cut off by Eli. Now, I want you to open your eyes to me. Open your eyes, not just in a metaphysical sense, but actually open your eyes. If you can't open your eyes, I'll help you. I've got some caustic lye, uh, some industrial strength bleach. I'm quite happy to pour that in the eyes for you, if it will help. And open your heart to me. Again, not just in a spiritual sense. Actually, open your heart to me. I've got a I got a bone saw, which should uh, make short work of the sternum. I've uh, I've not got any scalpels on me as such, but I have got a torn up coke can. That should be sufficient to let me into your heart. And remember, there is no way there is no way to uh, to redemption, but through me. And specifically, letting me go through you. <laughs> Eli. Eli Eli. 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 Tell him now, ma'am. tell him now, ma'am.
0: I have had to cut the following audio Um, Those of you who may have been there will no doubt remember it For the rest of your lives Which may not be that long Depending on uh, how resilient you are to injuries Anyway, back to the show Okay, next we will sing the hymn that Eli has taught us. Please, everyone, stand. (laughs) Please sing along. I submit myself to Eli Unto him
5: I pledge my
4: hope I shall not desert it when he meets like his mega church in soul oh heavenly light, oh heavenly light, oh he set my head on fire,
0: oh he set, oh, set my head on fire. That was all right, but we need more in the second verse, please. Oh, I myself. submit myself to you. and for the final verse. I submit myself. It was just my dream to get 300 people singing the words stab a pig with a bread knife. (laughs) So that's what we've got time for from the European Barn Doors and Gates Expo. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to the website now, where you can read all the usual stuff, as well as our off-topic section, where this month we tell you what happens if you throw 400 tennis balls into Tony Blair's back garden. (laughs) So, until next time, beef out! Thanks to Dave Cribb, Mike Bubbins, Nadja Kamal, Mike Wozniak and everyone who came to see us at the London Podcast Festival.
4: Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast hosts to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Again, yeah, what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the
1: vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the Odd Couple.
4: <laughs> Adam Scott and Jane Levy.
1: Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Won't well,
4: learn what it's all about? <laughs> <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner.:
3: Maybe this is family. My uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months, and he was a delight.
4: <laughs> a new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for maximum fun.